Good morning. It's good to see everyone this morning. I'm thankful you're all here. If you're visiting with us, welcome to New Hope. And we would love to get your information, so please fill out a visitor card for us. And if you're online, good morning to you too. Um, We have an exciting day today. It's graduation Sunday and the Memorial Day holiday. So I'm just thankful that all of you are here to, to celebrate this with us. A few announcements before we get started. Um, First, I want to remind you there are no church services tonight um, for Memorial Day. We will be meeting on Wednesday night, regular services. Um, The Honduras Mission Auction bought $25,000 worth of things, and thank you to everyone who helped with that. We are so thankful. What a great turnout that was. And a reminder to all the ladies that Wednesday morning at 10.30 is the Coffee, Cake, and Christ time. So ladies of all ages, come out on Wednesday morning to have that fellowship with us. Um, a reminder to sign up for va- Vacation Bible School, your kids or your, their friends or whoever's coming. And a reminder, if you are helping with VBS, please meet me on Wednesday evening at 5.30 in the youth room so we can get some things done. And... If you would go with me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for waking us up this morning. We thank you for a new day, a new chance for us to to walk in your word, to live on your guided path, to worship together on this Sunday with you. We're so thankful. We're thankful for the time you put us here, Lord, for the time where Things seem uncertain and things are so chaotic all around us, but you have planted us and rooted us through your word. We, we each have your scriptures so readily available, and we are thankful for that, Lord. What a blessing. I pray that we enter into this worship humbly and distraction-free because your words, worshiping you, And in this time is the most important thing that we could do. You, Lord, are the most important thing in our life, should be the most important thing. Lord, as we go into this graduation time, I just pray over the families, the graduates, the people that are are maybe even just changing jobs or just going through different seasons, Lord. I pray that you remind them of the courage it takes on every new path to stand firm in you. To stand firm in what scripture says. That, Lord, we're not here just to to be happy and to be filled with love, but we are here to, to enjoy that love from you because of your words and your sacrifice. And to stand in the truth, Lord, of what you showed us. We love you and we give you this time and this time of worship and and prayer and praise and we give all things in your name. Amen. If we could all pledge allegiance to the flag. I pledge allegiance to to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Remain standing as we sing America the Beautiful.
would now, now like to introduce our graduates for the 2022 year. Isaiah Hicks. Isaiah will graduate summa cum laude from Thomas Jefferson Classical Academy. During high school, he was a member of the National Honor Society, Beta Club, Junior Civitan Club, Future Business Leaders of America, and the Mu Alpha Theta Honor Society. In addition, Isaiah was a four-year starter for the varsity men's basketball team and received all-county and all-conference awards. In the fall, Isaiah will attend and play basketball at Gardner-Webb University. Our next graduate this year is Braxton Riley Tesnier. He's the son of Gary and Pat Tesnier, and he is a graduate of Pinnacle Classical Academy. He will be attending Cleveland Community College and studying welding. Cade Sanders, will, uh, he attended Western Carolina and received a degree in marketing. He has accepted the assistant golf professional position at High Hampton Resort in Cashiers, North Carolina. And we have one more graduate, Charlene Guffey, attended Chamberlain University, and she received a, Master's of, a Master of Science in Nursing and her family nurse practitioner degree. We as a church want to say congratulations to all of you. It's been a big accomplishment for each of you and just preparing you for the next thing in life, for what God has in store for you next. And so God's got, got great plans for each and every one of you, each and every one of all of us. He's wanting to use us where we are, and that's what we're going to look at today. I just want to pray a prayer blessing over each graduate uh, right now. God, we do thank you, Father, for, uh, Lord, just developing these young people into who they are. And, and God, you're developing all of us each and every day to become more and more like you and to become more of the people you want us to be. And Father, we don't know what the what the future holds for any of us. But God, today we surrender to you. We, we, we give our lives over to you, God, that regardless of what's going on, God, that, that we are willing to be used by you for your kingdom, for your kingdom purposes. And so, Lord, as these graduates transition into the next chapter of their lives, into the next stage of the next opportunity that they have, Father, we just pray that you would allow your presence to be felt by them. Lord, give them wisdom, discernment, uh, encouragement. Give them boldness, Lord, to go forth knowing that you're walking with them uh, through the steps of life. And God, we praise you today for that, for being a God who loves us, who encourages us, and who walks with us through all the days of our life. We love you, Lord. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Amen. I pray that the Lord Jesus is indeed your cornerstone. You call on Him and trust in Him through all the times of your life. Sometimes life is not too fun, is it? Sometimes it's great. But through it all, Jesus is with us. And through it all, wherever we are, uh, He has us there for a purpose. He has us there for a reason. Indeed, this is a big weekend. Uh, we celebrate the, uh, the and recognize the graduates and It'd be a Memorial Day weekend. Um, do we have any veterans in here this morning? Stand up if you would. All right. All righty. Thank you, and thank you for your service. Um, because of our veterans, because of those who gave their lives, because of those who didn't come back, we have the privilege to be here today. We're fortunate to be able to, to, to come and, and worship freely in a, in a public place like this. We can come and celebrate graduates together in a place like this because of those who gave their lives Amen. for our freedom. I'm guessing every veteran knows someone that they were a companion with, a friend with, Maybe you're a family member that, that had a loved one that didn't come home. A friend in the service that didn't come home. Uh, we know those people, don't we? And so we honor them today and remember the sacrifice that they gave in order that we could have the rights and the freedoms that we have today in all the areas, the different areas of our life. As Mo said, our, our country, America, was founded on the biblical Judeo-Christian beliefs and, and morals. And, and, and because of that, I believe we've been blessed. And because of that, the country has prospered. And, and in our founding fathers' wisdom, they set forth the, the rights and the, the freedoms that we have that come from God. And through all of our history, over two, nearly 250 years of history, God has had His hand upon us. But as we look, as we see a falling away from the Lord in our country, we also see evidence of Him maybe pulling His hand away from our country as well. Proverbs 19 tells us that we can make many plans. We can make all the plans that we want to, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. 
The Lord's purpose will prevail. And God raised up this country for a time such as this in all of history. And He's bringing us to a point for this time. He's bringing us to a point where we are today to continue His plan and His plan of the coming of the Lord Jesus for the second time. We're all playing a part of that plan. And He wants us individually. He wants us as a church to play a part in that plan. And so the question is, are we going to participate with Him in that plan? You know, every year at this time, we, 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 we recognize the, the graduates from high school and, and college. And, and just as these young adults are, are graduating to the next chapter of their lives, we also, we regularly begin new chapters too, don't we? We're graduating from day to day and, and year to year. We're graduating from, from, from the, uh, to the next day, to the next job, to the next ministry. Maybe it's graduating without the loss of a, or, or with the loss of a loved one. Maybe it's in a new relationship or a different setting or a different home, a, a new career. But we're all moving. We're all changing, aren't we? But God is bringing us where we are so that He can do something great in and through us. We wake up every morning and, and we're given the opportunity to make a difference in somebody else's life. Amen. We're given the opportunity to make a difference in the world around us, in the people around us. And while these graduates are entering into a new phase of life, every day we have a chance. We have a chance to carry out God's will in our life. Do we pick up that challenge? Do we take advantage of that opportunity. We think about the graduates here. The <clears throat> you as a church have, have played a vital part in, in each of their lives. They've all been raised in this church. You've seen them from little toddlers growing up uh, to being the young men and the women that they are. Maybe you taught one of them. Maybe, maybe you played with them on a, on a ball team or something. Maybe you were on mission with them. Maybe you were, uh, had them in a nursery or a daycare, whatever it might have been. Maybe it was just a random conversations that you've had with them through the years. Maybe they've been able to look at you and look at your life, look at your example, to hear your testimony and see how God is working in your life. And that has made an impact and an influence on them. You see, everyone in our life, our our, our parents, our teacher, our pastor, our friends, our family have all played a part. All of our circumstances, every decision that we've ever made has played a part. But ultimately, God has brought us to where we are. God has brought all of that working together into who we are today. So regardless of where life takes you, remember that God determines your steps. In, in Proverbs 16, verse 9, it says, We can make our plans, but God determines our steps. We, how many of us have had made plans before that they didn't work out? How many of you have been disappointed in plans that you had that didn't work out? Everybody, haven't we? But it says that, that God determines our, our steps. In Psalm 40, the second part of that verse, uh, verse 2, it says, He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. Amen. You see, again, through everything in life, He's bringing us, he's, he's forming us into the people He wants us to be. Now, granted, we make crazy decisions sometimes, don't we? We make decisions that are out of God's will, out of God's plan, it goes against God, that are selfish decisions, that are, that are motivated for selfish desires, and there are consequences for that. And it may be visible to everybody in the world, it may not be. But those decisions that we make outside of God's will hinder us from doing God's will and furthering God's will in our life. And today we're going to look briefly at the plans God had uh, for, for, for different people, for, for the lives of Moses and, and Joshua and Peter. 
and how God used other people in their life to bring them to where God wanted them and to, and to see how God used them in their life. The first story we're going to look at is the story of Moses. It's found in the, in the book of Exodus. And, and when we look at the life of Moses, we see God's working in his life from the very, very beginning, from the very early stages of life. And, then, and in the end, we, we see that God ultimately uses Moses uh, to bring the Israelites out of slavery when they were in slavery in Egypt. But as an infant, God saved Moses from uh, Pharaoh had placed an, an edict, an order that said all the Hebrew babies had to be killed. And so his mother, in an attempt to, 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 to save him, placed him in a basket and put him in the reeds of the river. And the Pharaoh's daughter found him and took him home and raised him as, his own, as her own. And, and ultimately, Pharaoh used Moses and, 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 and promoted him throughout the ranks in the kingdom. Gave him great power, great authority. And he was used ultimately to lead the, the Israelites through the Red Sea to the Promised Land. And, and all, of the, all along the way, Moses was required to be obedient. And, God, and he chose to be obedient. God gave him the Ten Commandments, and he passed them on to the people. And time and time again, Moses performed miracle after miracle. And God was with Moses and brought him to and through every stage in life. He walked with him step by step over every mountaintop and through every difficult valley that he faced in life. Moses was considered uh, Israel's greatest prophet. But on one occasion, Moses chose to do his own thing. He chose not to follow God's instructions. He, he chose not to do what God wanted him to do. And so one thing that we can learn from the story of Moses is that our actions have consequences. Our actions have consequences. You see, Moses, as great a prophet as he was, he was still disobedient to God. You see, when, when the Israelites were wandering in the desert, they were in need of water. They had no water. And so God told Moses, He said, Speak to this rock, and the rock will provide water. Amen. Well, if you know the story, Moses had a staff that he did great miracles with. And so Moses, in his own wisdom, okay, takes that staff and says, Hey, this thing's got power. I'm going to tap the rock with my staff, and water is going to come forth. And so he goes against God. Remember, God said, speak to the rock, and rock will, come, will bring forth water. Instead, Moses takes his staff and taps the water. Hmm. We might be thinking, oh, that's no big deal. I mean, after all, it'd make more sense to, to tap it with something than just to speak something to it, right? Now, what's the big deal? Well, the lesson here is that, that God demands complete obedience even in the little things. Even in the little things. I heard a story uh, recently about Walter Payton, who's one of the best running backs of all time, played for, for the Chicago Bears. And, and somebody asked him, said, what was the turning point in your, you know, where was, what, was, what was the defining moment in your life that made a difference, that made you become who you are? And he said, it goes back to high school. He said, the coach told us to run up this hill up and down 25 times. And, and so the coach told him, go run it. And, and so everybody ran up a time. You know, they were run up, run down, run up, run down. Well, the coach had gone on inside. He had gone to get his shower for the day, clean up his office and get ready. But over time, as they were running up and down the hill, the players started falling off and started drifting into the locker room. And only after a few ups and downs of the hill, it was only him. And he ran 25 times up the hill and down the hill, up the hill and down the hill, up and down, 25 times. 
And he said, why? They asked him, why? And he said, because the coach told me to. You see, that began the discipline. That began the hard work in his life. That was the point that he began to see and to understand the, the, the power of taking care of the little things in life. Coach Vince Lombardi, the, the Packers, you, you probably all heard the story. The first day of, of training, he, he walks into the locker room with, with the Green Bay Packers and holds up a ball and says, this, gentlemen, is a football. It's the basics. It's the little things. And, and so here, Moses doesn't just, he doesn't follow God. God, you know, it, it's a, it would have been a whole lot easier just to say, give me water. But he wanted to do something on his own. He wanted to take control of the circumstance and the situation. He thought he knew best. God says be obedient in the little things. And you see, because think of how great Moses was. And all that he did from, from childhood through adulthood. And that one simple disobedience. His whole purpose in adulthood was to, was to lead the Israelites out of slavery through, slavery through the Red Sea into the Promised Land. But on his journey he was disobedient to God in the little thing. And God said, because you were disobedient in the little thing, you're not going to lead my people into the Promised Land. And he didn't. He took them to the promised land. And God said, you're not going to go in, but you can see it. But you're not going to be able to go in. Because he was disobedient. Instead, God was in the midst of raising up someone else. Someone that, that Moses had been pouring into. Someone that, that Moses had been a, a mentor to and, and poured his life into. His name was Joshua. And Joshua was being raised up and being mentored and groomed by Moses to take the reins after Moses died. And we see that, 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 that God brings Joshua about here to, to lead the Israelites into the promised land. So all that time, God was preparing Moses to prepare Joshua to take them into the promised land. You see, folks, we are where we are in life because that's where God wants us to be. He wants us to be where we are for a reason because He has us there to join Him at work. Because He has a task, He has a purpose and a plan for you right where you are. Regardless of what you're facing, regardless of what you're going through, whether it's a good time or a not-so-good time for you, God has a plan for you right now where you are. And He wants you to join Him at work. And that, Lord, that, that leads us to, to the second person, Joshua, who, who uh, the, the book of Joshua opens up as God is turning over the reins of, of leading the uh, the leadership of the Israelites over to Joshua. In Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, we, we begin to see the story unfolding. Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you... And all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give you, give to, the, give to them, to the Israelites. You see, again, he had brought Joshua up under the, the training and leadership of Moses to the place in Joshua's life where he could lead the Israelites into the promised land. That he continued God's plan that he had in place. And it picks up in verse 3. It says, I will give you every place where you set your foot. God tells them, I will give you every place you will set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend 
from the desert to Lebanon to the great river, the Euphrates, to the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. Listen, no one will be able to stand against you. Folks, when you have the power of God at your back, nobody's going to overcome you. It says no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. Folks, God was with him. God was with them. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous <coughs> because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. You see, God gives Joshua here encouragement for his next steps, for, his, for the next step in his life. And those next steps can be daunting, can't they? They can be filled with anxiety and uncertainty and you know, not knowing what it's going to be like to start that new job, to enter that new school, to begin that new career, to, to face life without this person or that person. And so he reminds Joshua, as he reminds us, that he is with them. He encourages them for, for, for the next step, for the transition in in their life and he reminds Joshua that, that he's going to be with him every step of the way my friend God is going to be with you God is going to walk with you through every difficulty every problem every joy every celebration in life and as Joshua prepares to move forward in the next chapter in his life God said be strong be strong and courageous Go into that next step. Go into that transition in life with boldness and courage. Go in it with confidence. Sometimes that's hard, isn't it? Sometimes that uncertainty kind of weighs us down. But here God says, be strong and, and courageous. And God was telling them to, to, He's telling them, just trust me with my plan. Trust me with my plan. My plan and my timing is perfect. Trust me. And he tells them again in verse 7. He reminds Joshua again of the, the importance of, of obedience. Okay, remember Moses lacked obedience and so that's why he didn't get to lead the Israelites into uh, the promised land. And so here he reminds Joshua. He says, be strong and very courageous. And listen to this, be careful to obey. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Look at this, do not turn from it to the right or to the left. And so we have God's word laid out before us and he's telling us, this is God's word. God says, this is what I want for you. This is, this is your instruction. Do not deviate to the right or to the left. Don't take your own ideas. Don't take your own uh, selfishness into consideration as, as Moses did there. But follow my word as it says. Don't deviate. Don't go to the right or, or go to the left. And he says, again, don't turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Wherever we are in life, if we follow God's word, be obedient to the Lord and, and keep our eyes focused on the Lord. It says in verse 8, Keep this book of the law on your lips. Meditate on them day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosper, prosperous and successful. In other words, read His Word, speak it, meditate on it, think about it, consider it, but don't deviate from it and then apply it to your life. And, and to, to be obedient to the Lord. When we are, we're going to be prosperous and successful. This doesn't mean financially or material, materially successful. It means spiritually successful in the Lord. And in the end, that's what we want, is it? That's what we want the Lord. We want the Lord to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Come and enjoy the kingdom of God. Wow. That is spiritual success. He reminds us again, look, look at what he commands in verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. There it is again. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. 
do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. There are going to be times when you're alone. There are going to be times when it seems like the world has left you. There are going to be times when you're in a crowded place and you're still just as lonely as ever. God says, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. He says, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to be with you wherever you go. And so folks, remember that as we move forward in life, remember that that, that God commands us to be strong and courageous, not to be afraid, not to be discouraged, for the Lord your God is going to be with you wherever you go. And wherever you are in life, we can say, God brought me here. God brought me here. We turn and look at the New Testament. We find the story of Peter. He found himself in a boat in the Sea of Galilee. Storm was brewing, and we, we find in Matthew chapter 14, we find that story. It says immediately in, in verse 22, Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, it says immediately... Jesus made the disciples. He didn't give them a choice, okay? Jesus made the disciples. You see, Jesus had a plan. Jesus knew what was about to happen. Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. He had just been feeding the the large crowd there on the hillside. It says, after he had dismissed them, (coughs) he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. And shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in what? In fear. They were scared. They were facing something that they had never seen before. Something was happening they had never experienced before. And it says they cried out in fear. But listen, it says, But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Remember Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Looking back at Matthew 14. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Now how much sense does that make, really? I'm safe and sound in this boat. And I think I'm going to be able to walk out there to Jesus, to somebody, to something. To a, they thought it was a ghost. Then they realized it was Jesus. But that was the faith that he had, wasn't it? Tell me to come to you on the water. And what does Jesus say? Jesus says, come. Jesus says, come on. Jesus says, step out of the boat. Come on over here to me. He says, this is where I want you to be. And he brought Peter out there on the water with him. In the midst of the storm, in the midst of the the uncertainty, Peter had the faith to step forward and to go forward to Jesus because Jesus said, come, come be with me where I am. This is where I want you to be. And then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. Folks, this is a good story. He got down out of the boat. He started walking on water and came toward Jesus. But then he saw the wind. He looked at the storm, didn't he? You see, he had his eyes focused on Christ. 
Yeah, we had a little tornado in town the other day. There was a lady that was killed because she was sitting out on the front porch watching the storm. I sat outside on my front porch and watched the storm too. But here, Peter, Peter took his eyes off Jesus and started watching the storm. And what happens to him? It says, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid. Folks, he wasn't afraid to climb over the side of that boat and, and, and think about plummeting to the bottom of the Amen. Sea of Galilee. Amen. He stepped right out and started walking. He wasn't afraid. But the moment he took his eyes off Jesus, the, minute, the, the moment he looked at the storm, the moment, the moment that he looked at the circumstances and, and the situation that he was in, you know, he's, he's out there in the middle of the water. He's not in the boat anymore. looks around, and he sees everything going on. And he begins to sink. And flay, I can see him flay. Help me, Lord, help me. Lord, save me, he says. Notice that, that Jesus didn't let him struggle. Notice that Jesus didn't let him bob up and down and take on too much water. Notice that, that, that Jesus didn't let him almost drown and have to resuscitate him. But look what it says in verse 31. It says, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt me? And then look what it says in verse 32. And when they climbed into the boat, Jesus picked Peter up out of the water carried him over to the boat, and it says they climbed into the boat. Jesus went with them. Jesus met them in that storm and went with them. It says the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Jesus got in the boat with them and went with them. To the other side he walked with them through that time of uncertainty he was with them he was he didn't leave them he could have placed peter back in the boat and been gone just as easy as he showed up in the middle of nowhere on on the water but it says that he climbed in the that they climbed in the boat together peter found himself in the storm But we also see Peter trusted Jesus in the storm. And Jesus said, come. And as Peter was walking across the water, he could say, Jesus brought me here. And on the other hand, he began to sink because he took his eyes off the Lord. Peter lost his focus for Christ and Jesus allowed him to sink in order to remind him that, that he is in control and that God determines our steps. So for us today, regardless of, of what season of life you find yourself in today, whether it's walking through a valley or, or shouting on a mountaintop or in the storm or in the calm of life, whether you're in the, the good times of life or the not-so-good times, remember to look at the Lord and, and remember, He brought me here. What is it that, that God wants to do with you where you are in your circumstance, maybe in your storm or in your joy? He brought me here. He brought me here for a purpose. In the bright days or the dark days, remember, He brought me here. In those times that we don't understand, that you don't know what's going on, that Things just don't make sense. Remember, it's okay because He brought me here. And so I'm going to trust Him. Folks, He walks with us every, every step of the way. 
And He's calling us today to follow Him just like Moses, just like Joshua, just like Peter, just like so many throughout history to follow Him. Whoever will come after me, Jesus said, must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Through every step of life, will you walk in his ways? Will you choose to follow him? Will you trust that Jesus will take you exactly where he wants you to be and use you right in the middle of whatever you're doing? Where you can say, He brought me here. Now use me. Father God, that is our prayer. There are people in this place online today that are watching, that are here, that are experiencing every area of life. They are those that are experiencing grief and sadness those that are awaiting appointments, those who have plans ahead of them, those, those who are in a financial straits, those who are uh, facing health difficulties, those who are on the brink of a relationship breakup, uh, those whose jobs are in question, those that are, that are beginning new careers, new, new times in life. God, we're all here. And you have brought each one of us here individually and uniquely because you have a plan. You have a purpose. You designed us. You made us. You put us here in this world at this time for your kingdom purposes. And so God, may we look for you. May we look at you and focus on you. Even in the good times, Lord, keep our eyes off of the good times, but Lord, remaining on you. In the hard times, let us be focused on you. And God, that we would be obedient in following after you. And God, that we would be obedient even in the little things. For it is the little things that make a difference. Lord, here our hearts, and hear our prayers. For Lord, you are walking with us day by day. Lord, you're leading us into the future. So God, we choose to follow you today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.